I'm Trevor Cummings, and these are my Thoughts on Money. Hello, and welcome to Thoughts on Money, what we like to call Tom. I'm Trevor Cummings, your host of the podcast and your author of the Thoughts on Money blog. And I'm here with my good friend and colleague, none other than, I wish we had a drum roll, Mr. Sean Latimer. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Doing great. Today, we're going to talk about when it hits close to home. And uh, it's about a little story of my wife getting in a fender bender this week. And before we got on the podcast, it sounded like you had uh, a one-sided fender bender. Yeah, I walked out to my car and someone scraped the back bumper. And I was like, oh, that's a bad way to start the day. I didn't ask you this before the podcast, and now I'm curious. Have you been in a car accident before? Yes. Uh, It was a long time ago, though. I was, I think, 18 years old. I got rear-ended pretty bad. Oh, okay. So you weren't at fault. No. I I remember it, too, because I could see that I was stopped for a fire truck. We had a green light, but they were, like, in the middle of the intersection. And I could see the person, like, looking out the window. It was, like, on the phone in a big, like, Nissan Armada, this huge, like, truck thing. And I was like, whoop, this is going to hurt. I remember bracing myself. Oh, really? And How did you break? Did you grab the wheel? Grab the wheel. And I uh, had my feet on the brake already because of the fire truck. And oh. it, it still pushed us like all the way into the intersection. And it was weird because it broke my seat. Uh, like I was holding on. Airbag and, uh, go off or no? No airbag, which is weird. That's I think, what I would be worried about. That surprise slap to the face. I think because I had a smaller car and it was too high. Mm. And so it just like crushed in the trunk. But it's probably all happening so fast. But did part of you think like, is there anywhere I could like pull and turn or oh no it was so fast it was more like i looked up and realized oh they're going fast and it was uh, impact yeah so um what i wanted to do today was unpack something that happened to, to my family last week and hopefully for our listeners and the readers is just encourage them when you go through experiences in life to kind of slow down and reflect and see are there any lessons to be had here yeah i i think it was a good article because at first when i was reading it I was kind of, I was kind of wondering, like, all right, Trevor, where are you going with this? But it is important to point out uh, a few of the steps because normally when something bad happens, uh, everything goes out the window. You know, like you put in a plan and you have a process. If this happens, this is what we do, and everyone agrees, like, yes, that's the right plan. And then that emergency happens, and it's probably like a scene from the office. Like people are running around, like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? I wish we had a plan. You know, so no, it's exactly how it felt, and we'll we'll get there. I kind of. I'll give the backstory of what happened and then just break down like four really simple learnings that I that I grabbed from the incident. But basically, we had some guests visiting from out of town. Uh, we had a friend that got married and we hosted uh, a few people at our house that were visiting from South Africa. We've had a lot of people visit from South Africa and they love to go to In-N-Out Burger and they love to go to Chick-fil-A and they love to go shop at Trader Joe's for some reason. I don't know. These are just things that they kind of look forward to. So my wife took them to Target. And my kids were being crazy. So she's like, you guys go inside, and I'm just going to kind of drive the kids around the parking lot and wait. So that wasn't a good idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. So the kids were yelling. My wife's a little distracted. There's a, a, a not-so-obvious stop sign. So she kind of ran through the stop sign, and then a young teenage girl was not seeing her, and then she realized she didn't see her, and then um, the the other driver hit the side of our minivan. And so my wife calls me. Not hysterical, but on the way to hysteria. And this young girl that's on the opposite side of it is just flustered, doesn't know what to do. And uh, the good part is everybody is okay. Mm. So what you were drawing attention to is I the second little truth that I put here was trust the process. Because I was trying to encourage my wife, like, this isn't the first car accident ever. 
and there is a process. You exchange information, mm-hmm. and then you inform your carrier. And there's really not more to do than that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was just thinking as you were talking, is the case closed? Could this be used as evidence? Should we not? <laughs> the alleged stop sign, you know? <laughs> no, no. My wife really, really wanted to make sure everybody knew that she had 100% responsibility. And that was one of the issues because – the parents of the other driver came and uh, they were flustered and they wanted witnesses and to, to do a police report. And even like the sheriff came, they said, there's, there's nothing to report here. And like, we want to make sure that she says she's at fault. And my wife's like, I'll do whatever you oh need me gosh. to do. Like, do you want to video me? Like whatever. And I was like, Hey, stop. Like in reality, we do live in a litigious culture. Like there's a process here. Like yeah. you literally step one, give each other your, your insurance and information. Yeah, and then unless leave. someone's hurt, yeah, yeah, and then notify the carriers, right? And so um, it was a difficult conversation, though, because I understand where my wife was coming from because she is a person that has uh, empathy. She was she had compassion for this young girl, and she wanted to do whatever she could to make it better. And I I could see that the process can feel a little bit insensitive. Yeah, right. You went through something that felt like a crisis, and you're literally just exchanging information, shaking hands, and saying bye. Yeah, it's true. I know this probably wasn't the purpose of your article, but it does almost. So it's it's almost like if you don't trust the process, you could potentially make things worse. Yes. And and like it doesn't sound like this is the case, you know, thank God. But, you know, if you know, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry, it was all my fault. And then like someone was more hurt than they thought. And it just snowballed. And I don't know, it just seems like if you don't follow the steps, it could make it worse. Yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts, right? It's a, it's private property. It's, it's again, it's, it's beyond the scope of my understanding. So stick to the basics, right? Here's what you do. Um, and you don't need to do anything beyond that. You don't need to be mean. You don't need to be short with anybody, but again, there's a process. And my hope was that when people read this, it is relative to things outside of a fender bender, right? Um, we're going to have clients that go through an economic crisis, right? And there's a process, there's a plan. Yeah. So what you do is you don't want to go outside of the scope of that plan, right? You and I just experienced five minutes ago being outside the building for a fire drill that was scheduled, right? Very plan oriented. Mm-hmm. Somebody has the bright vest, you go down the stairs, you do this, you you check in. Uh, there's a process. And I think in life, when there is a process that's tried and true, and you're in a state of uh, hysteria, it's really good to look back and see what is the process. And let me go ahead and stick in that lane and keep it simple. Yeah, I have a good example for you. So um, last night, uh, I get a text from my wife, and we have a leak in the ceiling. And it's like dripping and it's not stopping. And so we get home from baseball. And the first time that something like this has happened, um, I had no idea what to do. I was like, oh my God, mold, the house is going to fall apart. My wife doesn't help either. She kind of adds to the, the chaos, right? I like, read what are we going to do? What are we gonna do? Yeah. And so I like call one of those companies, a restoration company, and they're like, oh, easy. They like rip everything out and they start just like, we're going to fix it. And then they pretty much rip everything out and then they identify it's like a really small leak. Long story short, they didn't need to rip out like half the wall and do all this stuff. Yeah. But you don't realize that till hindsight. And they say, well, don't worry. We're general contractors too. We fix all of it. And they fixed all of it. It was really expensive. And I remember sitting there and and uh, I was talking to uh, my father-in-law actually and he was like, oh yeah, you know, like leaks are pretty normal. Yeah, probably had 
you know, 20 different leaks in different houses, like, you know, some are more severe than others, but most of the time it's pretty straightforward. It's water dripping, you identify it, you cut the hole in the wall, you get the pipe fixed, then you do the drywall and you're good. And the idea is you don't want to rip out a whole wall if you don't have to. And I'm like, that's really good advice. Like, all right. So now this time, totally different uh, experience. Water's coming from here. Cool. I know this part of the drywall's ruined. So I cut a hole. I see exactly where it's dripping from. Put a bucket there. It's not dripping. It's not going to overflow the bucket overnight. I call same father-in-law. Hey, do I need to turn off the water? Nah, you're fine. Let it drip. Call a plumber in the morning. And I can tell already it's going to be like, no pun intended, a drop in the bucket of cost compared to last time. And I just feel much more comfortable. Yeah. And that's what I love. And that's what this article was kind of around is that one of the best coaches is life, right? Sometimes you get these experiences and one benefit when somebody's resourcing an advisor is an advisor gets a front row seat for a lot of dripping pipes, yeah. right? So they can draw from those experiences and say, oh, I've had a case that looks a lot like this and kind of here's what you want to do, right? Or here's a potential concern or here's what I did see go wrong last time. So you want to be aware of this. And you can almost hear the, the relief when they're like, oh, really? Or and you say, oh, they did this. They go, oh, that makes sense. And then it's kind of like, oh, good. I have someone that I trust is here to kind of like walk me through this. It probably didn't work with your wife, though, when you told her, hey, calm down, calm down. Calm down right now. <laughs> no, it was it was a it was a good conversation, though, because I saw in her I was like, oh, she really wants to do the right thing. And there's also an opportunity for me, like when one person, not her, but anybody, when one person's being hysterical, you don't want that to be contagious. Right. You You want to be the calming voice. And that's what. I was even just reiterating like to myself, and that's why I wanted to write the article like, oh, there is a process. There is a manual. There is directions. Like there is something that you do. Like like you learned, like you don't have to tear out the whole wall. Like let's keep this simple. Like that's leaking. I'm going to cut this, put a bucket, call somebody. We've got a plan. Yep. So the other thing I highlighted was actually the, the first truth, and you and I talked about this a little bit, is service matters most. I... Literally, when it happened, um, I emailed a gentleman that we use uh, that is very helpful to our clients in the idea of reviewing current property and casualty policies, giving guidance, and, and giving direction on here's the coverages for your case that, that makes sense. So I emailed him, right? We'll call him Kevin because his name's Kevin. <laughs> well, I emailed him, and he just took charge. I had a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, oh, so much on my plate. Like we were hosting people, things going on. I was thinking, I'm going to have to call. I'm going to be on hold. I'm going to be faxing things. For some reason, people still use fax machines. And it's going to be a lot of back and forth. He literally said, hey, here's what's going to happen next. And then he just handheld the process from everything from getting the our car fixed to what our coverages are, our deductible, to getting a rental car. And like it was absolutely seamless. And I'm somebody like – maybe a tough person to please. And I was just like jaw dropped. I'm like, this is amazing. Now, I don't remember exactly if, I, I remember I shopped three different carriers and, and the one I went with was actually like a reasonable cost. But now looking back, the cost matters less to me. I don't know how to say this, but the service is just so amazing because I've had such bad experiences in the past. Yeah, like if you could save $100 a month, but you have to do all that stuff yourself, like, find which mechanic shops are in your network, call them, book an appointment. 
negotiate the price where they're like telling you, oh, this can be this much. You're like, no, it's covered by insurance, I think. It's a, it can sometimes be a hassle. So yeah, it's, it's well worth paying a little bit more and having that peace of mind. Yeah, and it's a good segue to one of the other truths that I wrote down, and that was leaning on the advice of others. I am a critical person, and I'm also, I have my guard up a lot, right? And I think you're like this too, right? I, I kind of always feel like somebody's trying, like, where's the incentive? What are they trying to sell me on? But Kevin, w- one of the encouragements was, hey, if you ever get in an accident, you know, you have a family, so you're going to need a rental car. And you're going to need the right type of rental car, right? To make sure that all the car seats fit and, and all that stuff. And he's like, in reality, because he's like, I know this world. Like, here's what you really probably need in like a daily allowance. It probably makes sense. And I was like, okay, like, I, I just trust you. I, I don't know. And as I even told him, I was like, I, I, I don't think I'll think about this again because I've, I've never been in an accident. And then we needed the rental car. And it was like, I, I called him, I joked around, I'm like, you were 100% right. You kind of laughed when you were like picking the rental car. You're like, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually picked it. He picked a minivan, did all that stuff for us. And I was like, oh, this is what you're trying to explain to me. So there is something to be said. Like you probably want to keep your trust circle tight because there are some bad actors out there. But there's something to be said is when you're outside of your scope of familiarity or your scope of expertise, having a trustworthy advice giver that knows that space, whatever space you're in, you know, insurance, investments, whatnot, uh, it's comforting. So now to kind of see this all play out, and I'm like, oh, like this is the white glove treatment you guys talk about, or oh, this is why I needed the rental car coverage. And and even like when he explained a lot of these things to me, he explained it from experience like, oh, this can be a really nuisance if you don't do X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, huh, now I have a front row seat. You're like a commercial now for them. <laughs> no, that wasn't my that wasn't my intent. It was more of like, you know, you you mentioned it a lot on on thoughts on money. There's only so many things we can talk about before kind of going back and repeating the same thing. So it's fun to take current events, even if it's just my own life, and say, huh, here's three or four things that I learned from this experience. And for our readers, for our listeners, again, the the hope would be, can you get to a point of reflection? Like even if you made a mistake, made a mistake with an investment, uh, a, a way you were allocating your portfolio with your insurance, and can you learn from those mistakes? You know what's going to happen now. Uh oh, not another car accident, please. No, oh, I'm get, maybe is your rental car new? Is a newer van? Yes. It'll have some new bell or whistle, and Nicole's be like, "Oh, that's pretty nice." And then you're going to get a new car. <laughs> no, actually, the truth is. Oh, you picked gonna, the cruddy one, so no, that way it wouldn't happen. No, no, no. She's not going to like they said this, but when she was leaving the the rental car rent, rental car place, uh, I think the the driveway was super steep, so she pulled out. It was a vehicle she was less familiar with. Yeah, huge <laughs> scrape, and then she was like, "Oh no! Like, oh, do I have to pay for the, like all, all this?" And she was uh, a little bit flustered. So. Um, yeah, hopefully she doesn't listen to this. No, I think you're good. So, yeah, she doesn't listen to any of these. Um, the last little truth I wrote down is it, reflect on what didn't happen. Yeah. And I, I referenced this movie. I watched it years ago. It's an old movie. It, it's from 1998, Gwyneth Paltrow. It's called Sliding Doors. Kind of an interesting movie. Uh, not a two thumbs up or anything like that. But basically there's a scene towards the beginning of the movie where she's running to the train and she misses the train. And then they repeat the same scene and she makes the train. And then the rest of the movie, it plays out side by side these two different scenarios um, and how it impacted her life. And as small as 
missing the train for this movie huge impact so i encourage people to watch the trailer because did the train crash because yeah that could be a pretty big difference n- no i won't ruin the Don't movie, ruin the movie. yeah right. but there's there's something about getting somewhere on time got it, it, it kind of changes the the sequence of things but i think when things like this happen we can be like oh annoying fender bender but in reality like where my wife got hit on the car right on the other side of that door was our baby girl who's only 10 months old and i'm like thank the lord she's safe because mm-hmm. we always live one life. We don't live sliding doors where we can kind of see both scenarios play out. So there is something that should lead you to gratitude, thankfulness, and uh, don't miss opportunities when you dodged a bullet. You know what I mean? And that could be in markets. That could be in car accidents. It, I don't think you should live in the place of what could have happened, right? You don't want to play the what if. Right. But I mentioned the article, you should visit there. You should spend a moment there and then slow down and be like, oh, life is precious. This could have been a whole lot worse, right? Allows us to get perspective because I know for my wife and for me, it's like, ah, I really didn't want something else on my plate. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really want to go through this experience. It's like all those things are true, but man, it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. I think that comes with just maturity as well as you realize like the things that really matter like spending money to fix the car, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, make sure everyone's safe and everyone's okay on both parties too, your own family and the young girl that hit Nicole. Hey, once you realize that that's what's important, you, you approach the situation in a completely different manner. Yeah, and I think this advice goes, I think the application is wide. Like I think about a family member a couple years ago. The, somebody encouraged them to do this private investment. And I remember calling the company for the private investment and the CEO answered the phone. I'm like, this is odd. You know, and I had a conversation, went back and forth, and I went back to them and I said, hey, here's my, my advice because I want to make sure you kind of understand what you're getting into. I have no idea if that investment is going to go well. My intuition says no. So like my posture would be like if, if you're willing to light $20,000 on fire – then uh, you can go for it. But I know you, like you don't even light a dollar on fire. So if I were you, I'd just opt out. Like this doesn't, this doesn't make sense, right? This doesn't match the rest of your financial plan. And now it's two or three years later and I know other people have done that investment. Nothing's come to fruition. Mm. So as of today, it, it would have been like lighting that money on fire. And that, that's a lot of money to the family that I'm, I, I'm thinking about. So it's not a bad idea to reflect on what didn't happen. You know, and I know you have a lot of cases where maybe somebody came to you and said, Sean, this time's different. We need to sell all our investments, right? And you were like, hey, time out. Like one, there's a tax consequence. And two, it doesn't align with your financial plan, right? And, and maybe you gave good advice and, and you helped walk somebody through a better decision there. That person should stop and say, what, what actually didn't happen? And then play out the scenario if they did sell everything and, and do that. Because I try to do that pretty regularly. And again, I would never want to like put it in somebody's face. But like I've seen advice, good advice, keep people out of harm's way in a measurable way in even like a short amount of time. Does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, we have lots of examples, especially going through the COVID moment. It was scary times. And, uh, you know, p- providing good advice it at the time, you hope it's good advice, right? 
Uh, but you, you do ha- have to kind of stick with what you know and, and the historical sense of what's happened in the past and, and, uh, and have conviction. That's probably the hardest part, especially during the COVID moment. And we've talked about it before, but, you know, saying the same, when, when you get that one-off person who's like, oh, you know, I'm really spooked about the market or um, the, this headline, it's, I'd say we're pros at being able to, you know, calm them down and, and try to make it, uh, you know, factual that, hey, you know, this time isn't different. It's going to be okay. But when you get five, 10, 15 of the same calls from different people, that it's a little, uh, a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Like you can be a great quarterback, but if you've been sacked five times in this particular game, you're like, Oh man. You want me to stand here in the pocket? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, uh, if I'm really game for doing this much more. So yeah. And I think people do regularly when I think about reflect on what didn't happen, I think I hear a lot of stories of like, ah, oh, like I, I thought about buying this stock early on and like I missed opportunity and what would $10,000 be today? So like those those missed opportunities, I think people reflect on, but I don't think they reflect on the ones that could have gone really south. Yeah. You know, and again, goes much beyond. I think a lot of people, even relationally, look back and um, saw somebody that had their attention in their heart when they were 20 years old. The one that got away. Yeah, <laughs> and they look back like, oh, I'm very thankful yeah. that it didn't work out the way that at that time y- your desires were leading you. So again, simple fender bender, uh, a great lesson for us to stop in the moment, pull truths out, and see, should I put these in my back pocket as maybe these are truths apply elsewhere, right? Leaning on the advice of others, reflect on what didn't happen, service matters most, trust the process. Those are the four things we went over and we grabbed from uh, this incident. So I don't think you have anything else to add, Sean? Nope. Perfect. So we will ask our listeners if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have feedback, an easy way to get a hold of us is Tom, T-O-M, at thebonsagroup.com. You can address that to Sean or Trevor. We'd love to interact with you. So feel free to email us. And we'll ask you to rate the podcast. Five stars are preferred. And that's it. That's it. We'll be back next week with more of our thoughts on money. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice.
This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor before establishing a retirement plan.